Thanks for tuning in to Chilling with Chern and Kara. We are two cancer survivors who met by chance and decided to come together to share on our renewed perspective of life. If you like our podcast, do follow us and subscribe. We hope to connect with each and every one of you. Koi Fatoi, Kara. New Year to you. Happy New Year. Today is what day is it? Our Chinese year? Day day 11. Day 11 indeed. Yeah. And here we are sitting recording this episode together. And can I just say you're glowing now because there's just this is sun that's like setting down and this glistening rays just bathing your nice face and it's just glowing. Bathing my nice bathing. face. Wow, I love that. <laughs> just always sit in the sun, right? Yeah, and like you love tanning, so I guess like killing two birds with one stone now. I do. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. what did you do for Chinese New Year? Actually, not much. I just uh, chilled at home. Uh, chilling, listening to Chilling with Chen and Kana as well. <laughs> <laughs> I also went to visit some family friends as well. Oh. Uh, got myself some ang pao. So thank you very much for the sponsorship, guys. <laughs> Single people perks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm still waiting for that ang pao of yours, Kara. <laughs> First year, don't have to give ang pao. Oh right, right, right. Okay, yeah, okay yeah. understood. So how's your how was your Chinese New Year then? Um yeah, it was great. Uh, we just spent time with my husband's family. Mm-hmm. Um, day reunion dinner day one two mm-hmm. and seventh day because it's like Ren Ru. Oh yes, yes it's like everyone's one. birthday during Chinese yep. New Year. Happy belated birthday! Happy birthday <laughs> to you too. <laughs> yeah, so it's great, and I'm so happy that we're back doing our podcast together. Yes. So exciting. you know what are we going to talk about today? Yes, yeah, so Kara, so just wondering, like during Chinese New Year gatherings, have you have you know encountered some of your relatives like telling you some stuff that you find that mm, that's a bit jarring, you know, uh, doesn't really like gel with me, and I feel a little bit, you know, like mm, am I being oversensitive? Or I mean, it comes with good intentions. I mean, oh. have, have you encountered any of these situations? Interesting, like. You mean like if you're single, like then they ask when you, are you hey, getting married? Yeah, like a girlfriend, no, a boyfriend, really, no. Yeah, last time, yeah. last time, yes. But recently, recently, no, because I just got married. Oh yeah, that's and true. <laughs> I just got married, and um, no, I mean we just got married, and we haven't really met our extended family because mm-hmm. of the oh the whole COVID situation. Yeah, exactly. So nobody has the chance yet to ask us. When are you gonna have kids? <laughs> oh yeah. So I think that's like the next <clears throat> step. Has anyone hinted to you? Oh yes, yes. Oh, but yeah. we'll be like, mm, mm, all right, all right. Mm. So, at our own time. Definitely go at your own pace. You know, take yeah. life. How about yourself? Time. Well, yeah, they're always asking like, have you found someone and whatnot? And I'll be like, um, I'm just chilling right now, just going through life. But like, these are some of the some of the other questions I got was that you know, oh um. Yeah, how are you doing after your treatment? And you know, some sometimes they come from a good place and mm. with good intentions mm. with the questions that they ask. But then sometimes this positivity might come about being misconstrued, misunderstood. Okay. So today, maybe I could just introduce the concept of toxic positivity. Have you heard about that? Oh, okay. No, actually, I've never heard of the term toxic positivity. Mm. What is it? 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, disclaimer, um, this is just a PSA. It's not to denigrate anybody, but sort of to raise awareness. Sorry, what's PSA? Uh, public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Good to know, good to know. Good to know. Okay. So, I mean, we do know that people and people that we know, relatives and family, they come with good intentions. But yeah, as I said, it might be misconstrued by someone going through a very difficult life situation. For example, if someone's going through cancer as well. Mm. So, essentially, what toxic positivity is, is the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. It doesn't feel good to be on the receiving end of it, and it generally isn't helpful. So, despite the good intentions, uh, it might make the person who's receiving the words feel bad. Mm, so, yeah, as you mentioned, like, it results in like denial minimization and invalidation of the authentic human emotions. Okay, so what are some examples of poxic, poxic, <laughs> <laughs> poxic, toxic positivity? So, <clears throat> yeah, for example, like, when I was first diagnosed, some people just came to me and go like, ah, yeah, you get through this, you'll be all right, you know, just just keep hoping and like, you keep praying and you definitely get through it, you know, with good intentions, you know, you just have to like, mind over matter. Oh, they say mind over matter? Yeah. People tell matter. you mind over mm, matter? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And some people just go like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't. Um, uh, go through like chemotherapy you should just go for like herbal supplements you know I've known I know this one garden that has all the herbs available and you could like you know I'll bring you there you can go back home and like no. brew it and you know let's try that first that sort of thing but obviously I mean this is like beyond toxic positivity but the gist mm. of it is that he sort of say that there's no point in feeling upset now mm. but rather you know you should just keep being positive and optimistic that you make full recovery Wow. Yeah. Okay. Are you saying that this is what people tell you when you first get diagnosed? Mm, yeah. I mean, generally along the lines of it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. during my journey, I think most people don't really know what to say to me. Mm. So most people that I know, they just keep quiet. And they also maybe want to avoid the topic, you know, stuff like that. But mm. I do know some people who have told me to take supplement, this supplements, that mm -hmm. supplements, don't eat this, don't eat that. Yeah. Uh, is that toxic positivity? Well, mm, not so much about that, the okay. eating part. But mm. like, for example, um, have you ever heard of someone telling you that, oh, it could be worse, um, everything happens for a reason, yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, no, look on the bright I have side. not. No, I know. Nobody has ever told me oh, this. Wow, okay. Wow. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Who has, who, I mean, okay. I, mean, I guess those are like stock phrases where... Generally, someone doesn't know what to say. Mm. And what they want to do is console you. Right. But at the same time, like, they don't know, they don't really know how to address your emotions that you're feeling within. Mm. And hence, uh, they try to, like, inject some positivity and optimism in, with you in hopes that, you know, this will help elevate your mood. I see. Yeah. So, what you're saying is that someone who is not going through cancer treatment um, hopes to console... Uh, the person who's, who is going through cancer treatment and sometimes it's just too much. Mm, it, 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 it sort of disregards and dismisses your feelings at that moment. Mm. For example, um, the topic of, you know, of morbidity and mortality. Right. The fact that we are all mortal beings and that, you know, everyone has their own time on, on this place on, on earth, but that you have to come to terms of it by yourself. And that you know that 
if this doesn't work out, your time might be coming up soon. But someone comes and tells you this and say that, you know, you just got to keep hoping that your treatment is going well and that you come out of it alive. But like at the same time, you have to allow the other end of the, of the, of the spectrum, for mm. example. Mm-hmm. But then you can't always just, you know, dismiss that topic and not want to think about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, how, how would one know whether it is, what they're going to say is toxic positivity? Mm, I guess at the heart of it, it depends on how comfortable you are with the other person going through cancer. Mm. I mean, there's no right or wrong, but um, I mean, you could definitely go in and ask like, hey, I'm just checking in on you um, in case you need someone to talk to. I'm here to lend in lend a listening ear because it's also quite hard to respond to someone as well when if let's say I'm going through cancer and someone asks me how are you well obviously at that point when I'm going through chemo I'm gonna feel like shit like to be honest and I'm not gonna say that yeah I'm feeling like shit side effects are terrible and whatnot I'm just gonna say yeah it's going fine so when someone asks you a question you also want to reciprocate by saying that yeah I'm actually okay but then the, the better way of, of asking someone how are you is that, you know, I'm here if you need someone to talk to in case things get a little bit overwhelming. I'm here if you need to, you know, just talk, just rant. I'm just, I'm just by your side. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's mostly what the people around me did previously. Uh, they'll just send me a message and say, hey, uh, I see your social media and I saw what you're going through. Just be strong. Mm. Uh, and some people would say, if, uh, let me know if you need anything. Yeah. And, and that's it. Mm. Right? So that's quite general. Some people do ask, how are you? I would also say, yeah, I'm, I'm going okay. Mm-hmm. But right? are you really okay at that point? Or are you trying to respond by giving some ray of hope as well that you are actually okay, but deep down? I think that I saw it that they are trying to reach out, but they don't really know what to say. Mm. So I knew that they were just trying to be nice. Mm. And um, if I have the energy, I'll reply. If I don't have the energy, I don't reply. And Mm -hmm. um, they don't push. So I mean, a word of advice is that if you do reach out to someone who's going through treatment or a tough time, um, don't expect a response. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, uh, you know, just know that maybe they have already received the, the goodness of your message and your concern, right? Mm-hmm. And give give space. <clears throat> so, okay, so so I have a list of things that uh, people say to others who's going through cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can let me know if that's okay or that's tox- toxic positivity. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we can discuss it. Okay, but- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see your reaction. Sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, from this uh, website, Caring Bridge. Mm-hmm. Okay, it says here number one is, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that actually that's not toxic positivity. That's okay. It, it just means that, you know, I'm here for you if you need me. Yeah. And to be honest, if I hear that, I'm actually quite glad and grateful to know that. I can depend on someone or count on someone. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yes, yes. I mean, I feel the same way as well. So I think that is a good line. It is, yeah. Okay. The second line, you are in my thoughts and prayers. Mm, I think that's fine as well. Mm. Like, it also shows that, you know, that you are, you know, in someone's thoughts and prayers and you are 
remembered. Mm. And I think that's quite heartwarming as well. Yes, I, I tend to do that. Um, I, I do tell people who's going through tough times, not just cancer, that mm. um, you're in my prayers. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and I'm, I'm here for you if you need yeah. me. <laughs> but on that line of like, I'm here for you, have mm. you ever heard someone um, like saying that I'm here for you, but when you reach out for them for help, and they sort of like, like say that they don't really have time for you and they can't really help you out. Or they sort of like dismiss your complaint. I mean, have mm. you ever had that chance? Because I know some other like cancer patients who have tried to reach out for help. And yet, I mean, no one uh, reciprocated back to them. I see. I have never been in that situation mm. before. Maybe first of all, I don't really ask for help much. It's more mm. like my friends forcing me to let them help. Me. Yeah, yeah. Similar, <laughs> similar. Right? It's just really hard to ask for help. It's sometimes. very hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, yeah, no, I have not experienced that before. Mm. Um, but what I'll say to these people is that, like, when you know that this person is like this, then forget about them. Yep, yep. Let go. Right. <laughs> Let, Let go. go. <laughs> Trademark, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the other phrases have you come across? Right. If I say to you, this stinks. Mm, as in your like I'm a like, friend you're yeah. going through chemotherapy and I'm telling you oh man this stinks actually I think that's quite it, it actually breaks that barrier of uh, pretending that life is a bit of roses and it's all rainbows and butterflies and we are addressing it at its core and say that yeah this sucks and it's sort of like it creates this conversation then that say that you know like well if if I were to go through it like uh, why am I going through it now it it opens up that question as well. This is interesting because mm. I think if someone says this things to me, mm. then I would not talk to the person. Mm. Because, or if you if you tell me, oh man, this sucks, mm. right? Because I feel like this is not something that I need to hear right now. Mm. Or on, on that note, like if let's say someone say that, well, it could be worse. Oh man, that's like the worst. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, interesting. So yeah. for me, if someone... But it also depends on your level of comfort as well. Yeah. If it's someone that's close to you and say that and addressing it, that, yeah, actually, this really sucks what you're going through. Mm. But then, you know, I'm here for you if you need me and actually offering help. Then. Yes. But if it's someone who's, you know, some acquaintance that you don't really know. Right. And they say that, these things, mm. then, well... Yeah, I'm not really close to you to, you know, for you to tell me that as well. That's a that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So to acknowledge, so this phrase only works when you acknowledge the situation as it sucks, but I'm here for you mm-hmm. to offer uh, something that is productive or something that's encouraging. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I, I like that. That's a good point. That's indeed, a very good point. Indeed. Okay. The next line is, let me help you with da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm, yeah. So... In that aspect, what can you actually offer for help? And what can you actually sort of uh, commit to? Because if you were to offer for help, but then you can't accede to that request mm. of that pay, of that person that you're offering help, then that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not think so? Yeah. Yep, yep. For example, um, it could be just like, it could be someone's birthday. It could be a, uh, a patient who's undergoing chemotherapy's birthday. Mm. And then um, you ask them like, uh, hey, what, what do you want for um, your birthday celebration? Mm. 
And then uh, if that, you know, if that patient goes and say that, yeah, you know, actually I prefer just, you know, home-cooked meal, you know, roast would be good uh, because, you know, that's comfort food. But then you go like, actually, I don't really have time to cook for you. Yeah, uh, but I could, um, I, I could just, I, I don't know, go out for dinner with you. You could go out. I mean, yeah, that level of comfort, you know, like, or that level, or how much are you able to sort of accede to that request? Yeah, yeah no, that's true. That's true. So it, it is very precarious when you say that I can offer you help, but, you know, if that help can't be, you know, there, there must be like limitations to that as well. Mm. Mm. Don't say something that you cannot commit to. Precisely. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. <clears throat> okay. So let me change uh, the source a bit. This is from MD Anderson. Yep. Right. One of the suggestions that they say is, uh, I am praying for you. Mm, I guess it's the same as the, yeah, my, the you are in my and thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, another one is, uh, you are strong. You can do this. Yeah. That itself, I think that's quite, that, that sounds like toxic positivity. Oh, we got one. Mm, we yeah. got one. Because... <laughs> I guess everyone has their own struggles mm. and their level of, of resilience. Mm. And if you say that, if you expect someone that you are strong, I know you're strong and you can get through it. But actually, you know, a cancer diagnosis is mm. something so, it, it's so life-changing that I can't, you can't expect me to be strong to fight through something that is beyond my control. Yeah. It's, it's literally my body at that point you know, saying that I've got a disease and this disease might take your life. Mm. And you can't do anything about it sometimes. Yeah. You know, you can have treatment, yes. Mm. Um, but you don't know whether you come out of it, you know, being cured yeah. or in remission. Yeah. And I mean, you know, even the strongest person, right? Like to stay strong is, is so tiring sometimes in, time, in the toughest times. Yeah. So I do see how this is toxic positivity. Yeah, so maybe don't say you're strong, you can do this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the next one is never, never, never give up. Yeah, so I mean, good and bad, I can, I can, I can understand why when someone say never, ever give up. Mm. But only when you know that the diagnosis is something that can potentially be cured mm. or you can go and, and there's a good prognosis towards it. But if you know someone who has late stage cancer and they're quite terminal mm. and you tell them never ever give up, then it sort of stops the process of that life of that person's life cycle. It you know, you are trying to tell that person that, you know, death is not an option. Mm. But actually maybe we can discuss about palliative care as well. Mm. And essentially what palliative care is that, you know, um, it's dying in the most dignified and you are respecting that person's wishes on how they want to die as well. Yeah. It is a very big topic. Mm, huge topic. Yeah, it is a huge topic. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Yeah. We can talk about it briefly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. But I'm then we can make it. another podcast yes. just on this itself. But essentially what it means that is that if you tell someone to never ever give up, you're telling that person that, you know, death is not an option and that you can't, you have to come out of this alive because yeah. every one of us is just, you know, programmed to stay alive. I mean, that's survival of the fittest mm, as well. Yeah. yeah. I think the key is to really um, be in tune with uh, how the patient feels and also to to relate back to the patient and how the patient wants to proceed 
with mm-hmm. their journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that quality of life that is offered as well at mm. the end of treatment as well. If you're going to go through treatment after treatment and that you are just immobilized, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you know, you can't talk, you can't walk. Mm. Mm, yeah, then so what quality of life can you then get for staying alive yep. as opposed to then enjoying life and making the most out of it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very important to respect the decision made by the person going through the treatment, you know, whatever decision that the person makes. Because I'm sure that this person has gone through so many thoughts, pros and cons about whatever decision that they're going to make, you know, Mm -hmm. whether for or against or whatever. Yeah, totally. Okay, so let me give you one more line, you know, from this website. Hit me. (laughs) (laughs) Like for me, I'm quite an open person. Mm -hmm. You know, I love to give hugs and all that, right? So in this website, it says, offer hugs, you know, say I love you, mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, just terms of endearment. What do you think about that? Mm, it also depends on that pay, that person's level of comfort mm. as well. Because, for example, when I was going through my treatment, um, I was on this um, injection uh, after coming out of chemo cycle to help me boost up my white blood cells. But essentially what it does, it makes the bone marrow swell. Oh. So when that happens, I get what they call bone pain. Mm. And you can't walk. And you just, you're just like really sore throughout, especially in the big bones of your body, like the femur. Uh, sometimes it could be at the back, uh, near your chest as well. Mm. And when someone gives you a hug and whatnot, yeah, I do feel loved. Uh, but at the same time, it's just really uncomfortable because it is very, very physical, mm. yeah, and very, very tactile as well. And I get like this odd sensation that my skin is burning as well oh, really? during like treatment. So when someone touches me, it, it really feels that someone is burning me. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, I get then deconditioned. Oh, sorry, I get conditioned to know that you know when someone touches me, it's a negative feeling. Oh. And then. I get more and more conditioned after that and I'll sort of like avoid like being like very physical touched yeah mm. by someone else as well and then it creates this sort of um, cycle where I don't want to go out because if I'm in a crowded place I might actually bump into someone so yeah wow that's so very it, interesting yeah, definitely it also comes from like what how well you know that patient I mean yes. that person and what sort of side effects they're going through. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a very good perspective because uh, for me, I'm the kind of person who loves hugs hmm. and uh, affection. Yeah, yeah. So, um, by all means, if you love hugs, like, yeah. ask for it. Like, <laughs> give me hugs. Give me hugs. <laughs> My husband knows that. <laughs> My sisters yeah. know that too. Um, yeah, so like when my sister and I, we went through chemo together, mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sure. There are times when we're both so tired and no, no, we have we don't have the energy to hug, right? Mm-hmm. But my sister is more of like more like you. Mm-hmm. She needs her space. Um, for me, I, I just want to hug her all the time in between the tired chemo cycles. Yeah. But she's like, no, leave me alone, and I'm like, give me a hug. <laughs> I'm like, touch feet then. You know, so <laughs> just touch your feet. Yeah. <laughs> and so respecting someone's boundaries and limitations. Yeah. That's. Well, that's how it should proceed on. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I have some friends who tell me that, um, well, you know, if I were if I were you, I don't know how I'm going to go through this. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes when they say this to me, then 
I will feel conflicted. And why is that? Because this the situation is not something that I choose to to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always have that strength in whatever situation. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was diagnosed with cancer, um, I always uh, tell myself that this is not a situation that I chose. It's a situation that just happened and that there's no point dwelling on why am I diagnosed with cancer and why is it not someone else? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's no point blaming anyone. Absolutely. It's just an incident. It's just something that just happened. Yes. It's mm. just cells multiplying. <laughs> yeah, and being like haywire. <laughs> and being haywire. Can I just say something? Like, personally, I do not like it when someone says that cancer is a blessing in disguise. I do not say that for myself. I understand that some people do believe it, but it's something that I cannot subscribe to. To me, whatever that is a blessing after cancer, it's an outcome of the situation and your strength that you've been through. I know what, where you're coming from. Mm. And I know that, you know, like, I mean, it's not a situation you want to be in. It's not a situation that's called for. Mm. And when someone says, you know, it's a blessing in disguise, well, that itself could be misconstrued mm. as toxic positivity as well. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess that is... Yeah, but I do know some cancer survivors who say that um, situations are... Uh, in situations, cancer is a blessing in disguise. Yeah. So I respect that. Yeah. You know, I respect that and I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. yeah. I guess for some patients that they might feel that, you know, like life after cancer... They're just more chill. Mm. They're not so high-strung. Yep. They learn to just leave and let leave, mm. let go of like, maybe someone cut you off when you're driving on the CTE. And you're just like, <laughs> before this, you're just so like, I want to chase that person. I want to report that person to LTA. For all you know, this person might need to rush to the toilet <laughs> to answer the call of nature. And if, if let's say he doesn't cut you off, he's going to swallow himself in the car. <laughs> so everyone... I feel like everyone has their own sort of like uh, their own like incidents or like things that they might need to attend to and we shouldn't be too quick to then pounce on the fact and make you know and jump to conclusions so this maybe like some patients they go they, they, they just go like you know I'm just more open-minded these days and I guess that's a blessing in disguise Mm-mm. yeah yep 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 so what is your takeaway on what to say to cancer patients and survivors I guess my takeaway is that you have to allow that person to talk to you and you know tell them you tell them their feelings as well and not be too quick to jump to conclusions and offer sentiments advice or suggestions or someone who's going through cancer all they need maybe is just a listening ear yeah yeah my takeaway is uh, if you know someone who's going through a tough time um, don't be weird about it mm. uh, don't let the patient console you for feeling bad for their situation yeah i know where you're, yeah <laughs> <laughs> right like don't yeah don't make them feel like uh like i have to stay optimistic for, for you sake. for your sake so that you don't start uh, destabilizing <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly um yeah so like what you mentioned um ask how they're feeling first understand their situation and kind of just mirror that i think mm. that would be the safest bet yeah. and just be normal um, talk about other things uh, as you would if the person is not going through cancer treatment if you're far along in conversation with them. Mm, correct. Like, I think like some of what some of my friends did were like, they 
they, they did ask for me and they just go like, hey, I'm checking in on you. But sometimes they give, they send me care packages. Mm. And I think that's that's quite thoughtful. And they, just, and they just say that, hey, I know you're going through cancer. You might be really bored. So one of my friends, shout out to you, actually got me a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. What? And, <laughs> oh my goodness. And I think that was... One of, the, so one of the best, uh, I mean, I have had a lot of help and a lot of support, but I think that was a really thoughtful gift mm. because like, I was just playing Pokemon. <laughs> I was just catching Pokemon, Pokemon. Nice. <laughs> through my Switch, yeah. So that occupied a lot of my time mm. and yeah. And I just want to say thank you to everyone there who has supported me through cancer. You guys know who you are. You're my yeah. personal superheroes. Without you guys... You know, I don't know whether I'll still be in this state of mind now. Yeah, me too, man. My friends are amazing. And yeah, same. You, you know who you are. So I guess this wraps up our episode of Chilling with Chern and Kara. And if you would like to listen to more of this sort of content, uh, please do hit like and subscribe. And also drop us a DM if you feel that you can relate to this. Or, you know, share with us what you have heard about someone else with regards to toxic positivity as well. Mm. And we will shout out to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, thanks guys. And we'll speak to you soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.